0: Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the Midlife Mojo Podchat. This is Jo Squires, your Midlife Clarity Coach. And this is the start of this next season of podcasts in which we're going to be talking about all things midlife, menopause, perimenopause. And I'll be chatting away by myself for some of these episodes, but also bringing some guests in. So today is going to be relatively short and sweet. I just want to start the introduction to perimenopause and menopausal states because it's something that unfortunately every lady goes through at some point during our lives and that's probably a key point. We don't all go through the menopause or the perimenopausal symptoms at the same time. We go through it at different ages. We go through it at different stages of our lives. And it doesn't matter what year what year your mother was, how old your mother was. It doesn't matter when your sister went through it. It doesn't matter when your grand went through it. You may or may not go through it at the same age. Your symptoms may or may not be the same as they went through. Your symptoms may or may not be the same as the lady you talk to at the checkout in the supermarket, as your nail artist, as your hairdresser. As your work colleagues, there is no one-size-fits-all, and that is, we'll call it the wonders of the perimenopause. When I started out as the midlife clarity coach, I thought, right, I'm going to do some research on perimenopause and menopause as well because I wanted to be as genned up and as educated as I possibly could be. And I'll come back to my story in a little while, but I just wanted to have as much information as I possibly could so that I could understand and help my Midlife Clarity Coaching clients. And my God, did it blow my mind. At the point that I was doing my research a couple of years ago, there were 57 potential perimenopausal symptoms. 57. And that's not to say you'll go through all of them, but there is just such a vast variety of symptoms, potential symptoms, How on earth do we know what to expect? How on earth do we understand what we are going through? The scary thing is, so many of us still don't even know what perimenopause is. And so if you suddenly start feeling these hot flushes, if you suddenly start getting your joints aching where they've not ached before, if you start forgetting words and feel like you've got a fluffy head, You start getting brittle nails, restless legs, swollen ankles, no matter whether it's hot, cold or indifferent. Itchy skin, dry eyes. They're just some of those symptoms. But the really scary ones are things like heart palpitations. I didn't even know that heart palpitations, when I was doing my research, were linked to or could potentially be linked to perimenopause. Now you're going to learn an awful lot more in the next few episodes because next episode certainly I bring in my lovely guest speaker who is a midlife health and fitness guru and I call her a happiness lover, Natalie Tennant, she is just beautiful. We're going to talk about her journey and her experiences. But you know if you haven't heard about the possible signs and symptoms you really can feel like you are going bonkers Like your head's about to explode with this intense heat burning up your body. The palpitations, seriously scary. So, how do you know what to expect if there are 57? In fact, now, as you'll learn next time, there are more than 57 perimenopause symptoms now. But it's like this door that you feel as if you've been trapped behind. It just flies open into the stratosphere and it's like, oh my God, that explains so much. If you start to understand and if you start to read up on it, I would not say go to Dr. Google. We mentioned this in the pod chat with Danny. Google is an amazing tool for certain things. But when it comes to the medics and, you know, the physics and medicine and symptoms, it is not a good place to be. You can end up down a rabbit hole of all sorts, nor am I going to list all of these symptoms. I'm not going to sit here today and tell you what they all are. I've given you a few. You will hear a few more next week. But I just want you to know that, like I say, just because your friends or your family members have gone through certain things, it doesn't mean that you too will. So it really is an anomaly. I'm going to keep this episode short and sweet because you will hear more about it over the next few weeks. So the very best thing that I can say to you for now Is if you are in any doubt as to whether you are going through perimenopause, regardless of your age, regardless of when your family or your friends have gone through it, start tracking and diarising your symptoms. You are never too young or too old to start going through perimenopause. So start to try and understand what is going on or at least note down and be aware of what is going on. We know our bodies So if things start to change within your body, if you start to feel different, you know that something's not quite right. So was it a specific time of day or night that these symptoms started appearing? What were they? What were you feeling at the time? Was it after you'd eaten a certain type of food or had a certain drink? Did you feel better or worse? Certain time of the month? And what were the symptoms? Are they showing up regularly or do certain things happen at certain times? There's still so much to learn about the perimenopause. GPs cannot possibly be expected to know immediately that your symptoms are linked to perimenopause. Hence the reason that many women get diagnosed with depression and stress and anxiety when they are all interconnected. And one thing that I do say next um, episode is that I wondered if my antidepressants had somehow hidden some of my perimenopausal symptoms because I'm at a very very strange stage in my perimenopause and I'll tell you about that um so what happened was around about seven or eight years ago I'm now 52 this is February 2023 as I'm recording this so I'm now 52 around about six or so years ago I started getting really bad achy hips um it was my hips that were aching my fingers were aching I was getting restless legs at night. So it was so uncomfortable to sleep. On top of that, I was getting really bad night sweats. On top of that, um, my ankles were swelling, whether it was day, night, cold, hot, whatever. And you do start to think, hang on a minute, there's, there's something not quite right here. But I didn't really take it that seriously. I've always been one that's had quite a high pain threshold. And when I was younger, my periods were horrendous. I can remember at sixth form college on a number of occasions, mum had to come and pick me up from college. A, because the bleed had been so bad, I was just in such a mess, physically was just in such a mess. Um, and secondly, because the pain was so bad and I could not find a comfy place to sit. And I just went and sat in sick bay with a hot water bottle. So I went on to the contraceptive pill and that lightened the periods for me and it also reduced some of the pain. But as we age, as we grow older, so many things about us and so many things within us change. We start to notice these things and my periods started to lighten somewhat at the same time as all these other symptoms were coming on. Um you know, I was doing daft things like putting the coffee in the freezer and the the milk in the kettle. And I was starting to sound a bit like my nan going through the name of every single cousin and relative before you got to the right one. It was like, my God, what is going on? I was in a job that demanded high brain power and quick responses, quick actions. Um, as an auditor, it's quite embarrassing sitting in front of corporate customers and, you know, suddenly goes bright red for no apparent reason. So I didn't really suffer with the hot flushes during the day. The night sweats were really, really bad, but my nose just used to go bright red. And of course, it's the most prominent part of your bloody body, isn't it? When you're out there in public, you can cover most other things up, but you know, it's not easy to do. So I have to be different and have that. I was also getting dry eyes, which I had not linked to anything like perimenopause. In fact, at that point, I didn't know what perimenopause was. So I went to the GP about six years ago, explained all these things were happening started to put weight on, was less active. So in a way that could be kind of explained with that. And she said straight away, okay, we'll do some blood tests. Let's just see where we are. So whether she was, you know, specializing in perimenopause or not, I don't know. But she was the first GP that I saw and immediately said, let's get these FSH um, blood tests done. When they came back, they couldn't have been any more unclear because... One of the vials that had come back, they'd both been done at exactly the same time, sent to the same lab, come back on the same day. And the GP that I saw had to go to the head of practice just to double check the results. Came back in and said, well, unfortunately, one lot says that you are nowhere near perimenopause. And the other says the complete opposite. You've sailed through. You've hit menopause. That's it. On you go. Now, we kind of left it at that because it was just so nonsensical. And it's just like, okay, track all your symptoms, see what happens. My periods started to lighten. They also got a bit more irregular. Right up until December 21. So December 2021, I had a period. I've always had them round about the, the second to the fifth of the month. So it was my birthday, December 2021. That was the last period I'd had for an entire 12 months. Leading up to the 7th of December 2022. Now, some of you will know, the 7th of December 2022 was the date that I went and did an official guided Wim Hof cold water dip. And there was me. It's like, oh, it's, you know, it's um, menopause day today. It's my official 12-month anniversary. Since I've had a period, I've had a really good year. da 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 Celebrating it. And then two days later, a period started. And it shocked me it was a heavy one and okay we got through that i was like okay well what's what's all this about then so i spoke to angela bentley who was our wim hof um, ice warrior lady bless her um if you are ever looking at doing a wim hof cold water experience angela bentley is the lady to do it with the ice warrior um she is amazing And even she couldn't give any answers because typically the people around Wim Hof were all male. The people that had done all the science and all the technology behind it were male. So I think I I think she said I was the third lady that this had happened to. Um, So that was period in December. I then had one at the normal time in the January of 2023. We're now in February, haven't had anything since the 7th of January, 23. So I had two periods and then stopped again. Now, my symptoms now are bearable. I've got used to them all. I don't get the restless legs anymore. My limbs are not aching as much. The weight is still more than it should be, but I am working on that. The brain fog. Yeah, you just kind of get used to that. I don't really have any pains, aches, anything else anymore. I've just kind of got used to the fact that I'm a bit waffy and uh, do daft things and say daft things and seem to be able to get away with it. So symptoms aren't bad enough for me to go and seek any other opinions. So I kind of feel as if I've been blessed. So have my antidepressants been shielding my symptoms? Who knows? I'm just going to give it another few months. I'm going to keep tracking to see if any symptoms do arise. I'm going to track, obviously, when I do or don't have my periods and I will take it from there. But that probably is a bit of a guide as to how strange things can be. Because my mum, when she started um, heading into perimenopause, I can distinctly remember her bleeds were horrendous. And she won't mind me saying this, but this is the comparison. Her bleeds were absolutely horrendous. I can remember her sort of standing up from being seated on the sofa and we had one of those green Drelon sofas and it was awful and it was so embarrassing for her and she had three weeks at a time of really heavy periods then they'd stop for about a week and then it would start again. So she was put onto the contraceptive pill around 84, 85 we think it was. 1984, 85, not age, 84. Um, She was put onto the contraceptive pill and that kind of lightened them for her as well. But then her mood swings started and things started to change for her in many other ways. And she was eventually put onto HRT, onto tablets. So this is going back to Uh, 2000-ish. No, what did she say? No, 92. Um, So everything else had gone on for around about 10 years 10 years of 3 weeks of a menstrual cycle Was just horrendous for her And yet I've been almost the complete opposite So you cannot go on what your predecessors, what your family members, what your friends are having There is no one size fits all So there is an abundance of symptom checkers to refer to And although I'm not linked or affiliated with any specific um, organizations in any way, you'll find links in the show notes. And that's where I'm going to leave you for this episode just to become more self-aware. Do not be afraid or put off of seeking medical guidance or medical opinion. As I said, the next episode goes into Natalie's experience of going through her journey from feeling the symptoms, trying to explain the symptoms, trying to understand the symptoms all the way through to prescription of her HRT. So until then, do all you can to enjoy yourselves because my lovelies, just remember, midlife should be fun, not a crisis. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.